What's up, this is Afrojack, and this is my special Trapped Out theme song exclusively for the Walkers and Talkers podcast with David Brody and Jamie. Thanks, Afrojack. Ooh, I like the little switch up there. Yeah, I forgot I had that. Yeah, me too. So yeah, that's the this is the trapped out mix that Afrojack did for us. That's pretty freaking cool that we have our own mix. Yeah, as as you always say, thank you, Mr. Afrojack. Thank you, Mr. Jack. <laughs> and don't forget, I don't want to, I don't want to not use this as often as possible. Um, but last week we had Chris Hardwick. Yes. In studio, we took pictures with him. We posted them. There's a picture of me with Lucille, and he's. Down on the ground with his hands behind that his back. That picture's epic, by the way. Especially since it was his idea. You didn't ask him to get down on his knees. No, I said, hey, can we take a picture <laughs> of Lucille? He's like, yeah. And then he dropped to the ground and, and uh, put, put his, his hands, hands behind his, his back. back. And he had a look of fear. Yeah, that's the part I didn't realize until I posted it at David underscore Brody on Instagram and Twitter. I didn't realize he made the face of, oh my God, I'm going to die. I saw it because I was watching that picture being taken. So how cool is that? He did that on his own. He's great. He is great. But you and I went to see him at Caroline's Comedy Club on Broadway in New York. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, arguably, not even arguably, one of the greatest comedy clubs in America. Yes. And certainly the greatest on the East Coast. And he was, okay, I've seen a lot of comics, and I've seen a lot of people at Caroline's. The two comics that opened to him, it was opened Tom Takar and Mike Firm. Yeah. Were great. Yes. And I didn't realize Mike Firm used to be in a music group with Chris Hardware called Hard and Firm, which is... <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> that is really funny. Or it was firm and hard. It was one, I think it was firm and hard. <laughs> uh, Mike is a musical uh, comic. Yes. He's funny, but he's also musical. Yeah. And he was unbelievable. So the two guys who opened were hilarious. And Takar is like T-H-A-K-K-A-R. Yeah. Tom Takar. And Mike Firm, P-H-I-R-M. I tweeted it last week. Uh-huh. So just look on my Twitter. You'll see their, their Instagrams and their Twitters, rather. Chris was comic genius. Chris was unbelievably good. Uh, use some profanity. Was, uh, I'm saying. But I mean, not in a bad way. Just you don't expect that the host of Talking Dad, you're like, hey, you can't say that on, oh yeah, yeah you're uh, in a comedy club. Yeah. So funny. I don't want to ruin the joke because I want you to see him live. But his his joke about this, should I say it? it's about the sock? Yeah. I, I knew this is okay. where you're going because you made me laugh so hard because you lost it when he the told this joke. The sock joke, <laughs> if you're a nerd, <laughs> is, even if you're not a nerd, if you're a fan of the Harry Potter movies. Yes. Is so effing brilliant, it is. so brilliant. I it's one of the so I go to comedy clubs and as somebody who writes comedy, a lot of times I go I'll nod my head. I will go that was good, that yeah. was good. Oh nice job. Oh I see what you did there. That was excellent. You heard me. He's on a pedestal. Now. I was roaring. He was so you were I, not because I'm a fan, but anyway yes because I'm a fan. But he was so funny. We got to talk to him afterwards. We took yeah. more pictures with him. Super sweet guy. I got to talk uh, Justice League of America with him. Yes, you did. We both bitched about the fact that uh, Aquaman in the movie is this big muscular guy. And old school Iron Man was like this nerdy orange and green outfit. Yeah. Didn't have any superpowers really other than talking to fish. <laughs> he didn't do much. He's like, yeah. something to the fish. Uh, and so we, we talked about that. And uh, we talked about, oh, we talked to him about hashtag F you into the Badlands. Yes, and he loved that. So we reminded him. I said, you know, we... We do Talking Dead, and 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 um, we do. Uh, I'm sorry, we do this Walking Dead podcast. We do Fear the Walking Dead, and we and we also do Preacher. We call it Preacher Feature, yeah. and he liked that. Yeah, I said the only AMC show really in that genre we don't do is Into the Badlands, but we have a thing on our show called F You Into the Badlands, and he was like, <laughs> "Why do you why?" And I said, "Because every time they want to do a, a season premiere, they back up Talking Dead an hour, and I refuse to watch it. So <laughs> F You Into the Badlands." And he said a lot of people have had that complaint. Yeah, he did. And he said that he thinks AMC's not going to do that again. I don't think they are. And I said, too late, F you into the Badlands. 
To which he laughed in 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 as much as he could laugh, seeing how he works fancy. Yes. So he was. He said it's a good show. I said, hey, I'm sure it's a good show. But we're not watching it. Right. And I told you why. Because they because they Grey's Anatomy me. Yes. I told him that too. Just for those of you who don't remember, like 80 episodes ago. Yeah. Uh, in the middle of like one episode of Grey's Anatomy, um, I watched it every week back in the day. And this is like five six years ago. Um, one of the doctors on the show, she says, oh, I'm going to San Francisco. She goes to San Francisco. You figure it's part of the show, right? Like it's part of the episode. And it was a sort of a bottle episode. She went to see an old friend at a clinic in San Francisco. And her old friend and everyone in that episode, it actually became an episode of private practice. <gasps> so they spun that off mm. and they spun her off. And I feel like you made me watch an episode of private practice. You tricked me. When I tuned in to see Ooh, Grey's Anatomy, I wanted to see McDreamy. <laughs> I wanted to see Grey. I wanted to see all the people I care about. Yeah. And they tricked me. If they had said, hey, continue in another episode. Give me a heads up. Yeah. Make it a two hour. At least AMC gave us a heads up. Yeah, by making all my shows an hour later. True. F you into the Badlands. F you Grey's Anatomy. F you Private Practice. <laughs> Don't screw with me. And F you into the Badlands because uh, you the first season... They made us watch the first 10 minutes Ooh. to then see the Walking Dead scene yeah. where, with uh, all your stuff belongs to Negan with yeah, the guys they, on the bikes. They did. Little Dicky. Little, Dickie, little Dickie, Timmy and the Dick Brigade. Dick Brigade, right. Yeah, yes, I could have just DVR'd it, <laughs> which I did, and I zipped ahead. Yeah. Or, and I could have watched it on YouTube, which I did eventually. But don't force me to watch your show because then I feel like if it was any good, you wouldn't force me. True. Just put it on. It's a great show. Let it get really good reviews, and I'll watch it. F you into the Badlands. <laughs> So now Chris Hardwick is on, he's at least aware of it. Can we talk about who we spotted or who you spotted Thursday night? Okay, so uh, Thursday night we went to see our friends, the Impractical the Jokers. Jokers. Okay, let, let me correct myself. The Tenderloins. They are the Tenderloins who are on a show called Impractical, Impractical Jokers. Jokers. They're technically the Impractical Jokers. They're, they're the guys who play the Impractical Jokers. Yeah. But they're the Tenderloins improv troupe. Yeah. So Joe and Sal and Murr and Q, they played Madison Square Garden. They're on a world tour right Sold now. Sold out. Sold out. And we were fortunate enough to get tickets because we're, we're friends with them forever. Yes. I know Joe since 2002, and I think I know Murr since 2004. Well, I've known them for five years, so you have me beat. Yeah, I was tired of them by the time you met them. I'm oh, sorry. Th- well. But they're great. Yeah, they're sweethearts. They're great. In fact, I just got an email from Joe this morning. I said, hey, when are we going to do like a oh. meal? Because I had sent him something. And he's like, I said, listen, when you get a free moment, let's do a meal. You know, lunch, dinner, whatever. Yeah. He said, great. Uh, I'll see you in 2023. Because that's how busy he is. Yeah, they are busy. Either that or he has a TV show to show so he can blow me off and not have dinner with me. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, I'm available. I have like, I think I have a day next month where I might be available. And he's like, yeah, I'm booked, which I know he is. I'm sure he is. So one of these days we'll, we'll get together. But they were they played Madison Square Garden. They were fantastic. And then they did a meet and greet. Yeah. Like a, sort of like an after party. Yeah. In the uh, Madison Square Garden, if you know it, they have like a Delta Lounge area. Yeah. Huge bar and probably holds a few hundred people. Yeah, I would say so for sure. And so you would think that Guys who were like just walked off the stage at Madison Square Garden would A, want to rest, and B, have like maybe a private gathering in the back with just some friends. Oh no. But that's how chill they are. Hundreds and hundreds of people. And we were in the crowd with them, you know, and they, they walk in and they were taking pictures with everybody. Yeah. Everybody. So uh, I took, a, we took pictures with Joe. He was great. We bullshit with him, bullshit with him, Pick, took pictures with Murr. And then you got a picture with uh, Sal. Yes. That was the only picture I took. And I haven't seen Sal in a, since uh, I haven't seen Sal in a couple of years. I haven't seen Sal since the summer of 16. Okay. Because every year in Brooklyn, at the Brooklyn Cyclone oh, Stadium, yes, the game. we do a charity softball game, and they're always invited, and, and some of us from the Elvis Duran Morning Show are invited, and I go every year. And so we play softball together. 
So I haven't seen him in a year and a half. Yeah. And, you know, these guys are traveling the world. They played the O2 Arena in England, whatever. So, <laughs> so I was just standing there waiting to take a picture. I don't want to go in front of anybody. I let all the kids, all the fans take pictures. I was just standing there. He sees me. He's like, hey, Brody! And he hugs me, which I thought, that's you know what? With all that was going on, it was cool that he was, like, focused enough to go, oh, like, he remembered me. Yeah. I mean, I've met him a hundred times, but it's been a long time since he's seen me. Anyway, so now tell the story about Q. Trying to get a picture with Q. Oh, my God. Q was, we tried to pin him down at least six times. And, like, we were, you know, because we know him, so we let everyone go ahead. And then he was, oh, over there. And he was over there. And he was over there. So he was, uh, Brian Quinn was the only one we didn't get a chance to talk and, and, to. And half the crowd was cousins and aunts and oh, uncles and yeah. friends La- you of the four guys. You sat next to cousin and. Yeah, oh, okay. So here's a funny story. I want to interrupt your story. Can I interrupt your story? You could, sure. Okay. So there are some people. That are famous. Yeah. And there are some people who are friends and family of famous. And some people who are friends and family of famous and feel famous because because they're they're friends and family. Yeah. So the way it works when you go to concerts is if you're the host, like when we do Jingle Ball or like if you go to a baseball game or a football game, the team or the show holds back like a section or a row or two for VIPs, family and friends. Like if you go to a football game or a baseball game, there's a wide section. Yeah. So... Um, sometimes I get tickets when I go see the Mets and I'm sitting a few seats away from David Wright's wife. Okay. He's a starting third baseman injured, but he's, he's on the team. And like, you see like all the wives sitting together. So we were in, we were in the friends and family row. Okay. And I got there before you. You did. And so I was sitting alone. There were seats next to me were empty because you hadn't shown up yet. Yeah. And, um, this very nice guy next to me, we were bullshitting and he's like, oh, sir, I'm totally sorry. I said, where are you from? He said, Staten Island. I said, I'm from Brooklyn. Don't say, sir, I'm sorry. Say, hey, fucking move your coat. Like, <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to show me respect. He's, so we were laughing. He's from Staten Island, whatever. And so I'm on my phone. The show is about 20 minutes behind schedule. And so he leans over to me and he says, uh, are you a fan of the uh, the Jokers? Yeah. And I, I said, yeah. I, yeah, of, of course, Yeah. So I guess he thought maybe I wasn't a fan because it's the friends and family row. Yeah. And so he says, oh, uh, I'm Sal's cousin. <laughs> I didn't ask. Yeah, no, he told, he wanted to tell you. He, but he said it like in a really proud way. Yeah. I'm Sal's cousin. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Well. You probably didn't like him as a kid. Like you were probably like, eh, it's just my cousin Sal. <laughs> but now Sal's like, he's famous. And he should because he's very talented. But he was like, that, I was like, oh, okay. No, I'm just, I'm just friends, old, old friend of the group. And he was like, huh. Like, <laughs> He's sizing you up. Yeah, he was like, huh, I'm his cousin. <laughs> anyway, so uh, they're surrounded by their family at this after party. And there were celebrities that were there God. in the crowd to see them, like yeah. to see the Jokers. So before you walked up, well, I'll, I'll tell who, do you want to tell, to tell your story? And I'll tell you who I also met. So, so we're waiting for Q and we can't get to him. Well, you, you found him, the I did. guy. I, okay. So we're trying to get Q's attention once he's done with everybody. Yeah. But as soon as someone like like the group of kids is taking pictures or the group of you know family members, whatever, as we're like going up to him to say hi, you know, oh, there's Aunt Teresa. Hey. Yeah, everybody was. Yeah. yeah. Brian, what's going on? So it was it was like seven, eight minutes. We couldn't. And then we're like, let's go around to the front. So when he's done, he'll walk towards us. Yeah. Trying everything. He's swamped. Yeah. And he looked exhausted. He did. Like, out of the four of them, he looked like he, he, I mean, they put on a great show. They're running around, they're doing, it was a two-hour show. Yeah. And so, while we're waiting, we're, like, almost next for the third third or fourth time, and I look over, like, ten feet away as a guy off to the side by himself, just staring. And I said, look over there. And you looked. 
And you were like, you I'm see, so not obvious. Right. You look and you. I went, mean, I so I am very obvious. And, and you you looked and you went um for a second you did not go it's Arseface. And it, it's Arseface from Preacher. Ian Coletti. Ian Coletti was just standing there. By himself. So there's an old joke, you know, in show business. You're like, oh, bigger bigger name on line five. Yeah. So we, <laughs> we could, ran. We ran for, over to okay, We ran Ian. Not because Sorry, he's Q, a big, we love you. Love Q. Not because Q's not a bigger star. I, arguably, he probably is in yeah. the grand scheme of things. Yeah. But we couldn't get to him. He was swamped. We couldn't get to him. We so, tried like five times. Right. So what we did instead was we went over to Ian Coletti. I was like, hey, By Ian. By himself. Yeah. I didn't call him Arseface. I said, hey, Ian. Yeah. I said, Ian, how are you? He goes, what? Like, he didn't think anyone recognized we him. We were, I fangirled. Without, without the arse face makeup. He's so cute. And if you, if you don't watch Preacher, and you know, I maybe you listen, I know a lot of you listen to this podcast, you don't watch any of the shows we talk yeah. about. But if you do watch Preacher, then you know who we're talking about. If you don't, look up arse face, A-R-S-E, Eugene, who plays arse face. And when you look up why he plays A-R-S-E face, arse face, you'll know why they call him arse face. Yeah. <laughs> he spoke perfectly, by the way. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, yeah, and he's very handsome. Couldn't have been nicer. He's from New Jersey. So he knew our stations. Yeah, he, he uh, met you at Comic-Con in San Diego, and they invi- he invited him. Yeah. So I gave him my business card and said, we'd love to have you on the show. We told him about the podcast. Did he email you? He has not yet. But I said, oh, I but I said, you know, when we get closer to, to Preacher premiering, we'd love to have you on you to promote know the show. that he followed us on our Instagram. On, on, on Walkers and Talkers. On Walkers and Talkers. Yeah, he followed us. You put the picture up of you with him. I put up a picture of Ian and I, and I tagged him thinking, you know, because you just tag everyone that you take pictures right. with. He wrote me back. He wrote on his own. So great meeting you. With on like his a own. smiley face. Like celebrities can't use their own fingers. I know, but I was like, oh my God. So I wrote back, you too, Ian. Ditto. Our <laughs> face. His smiley face, right. whatever I wrote. We should have had him do an ID. We've got oh, to get our man. phones out. Oh my God. we got to get better at that. Man, yeah. I didn't even think about Could've that. Could have had a preacher feature ID. Damn. Damn it. Well, we do have now Seth on. Rogen. We do have Seth Rogen. Oh, we have Seth Rogen. I'll get that. Since you mentioned it, let's see if that <laughs> if that'll play here. Hold on. May not play. Hold on. What's up? Nope. Here it is. Hey, this is Seth Rogen, executive producer of the show Preacher on AMC, and you're listening to the Walkers and Talkers podcast with David Brody and Jamie. Nailed it. One take. Nailed Boom. it. Seth Boom. Rogen. So I, we go back to this, these little, like, two top tables. They're yeah, very small. they were small. And we, we got free drinks, which was nice. I had my usual Diet Coke noise. I had a cab. That's how you got home? <laughs> well, it is actually. I did get yeah, We did take a cab We did take a cab. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if you listen to the 15-minute morning show that we do for the Elvis Duran morning show, you'll hear about that cab ride. It was a topic. Was it? Yeah. Uh-oh. It's fine. It was all good. No, no, it was, a fi- it was fine. Okay, You're so, making me nervous. No, what happened nervous. in the cab? She listened to the 15-minute morning show. Nothing happened. Please. Uh, <laughs> Those who listen to all of my podcasts know what happened. Anyway. I did bevmo you. What? You did. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I was all... like, did I forget? No, it's okay. all good. It's okay. all good. It's all good. Okay. So I look over, and there's another celebrity. But again, it's another one of those celebrities. Yes. That if you don't watch the show, you wouldn't know who he was. Yeah. Very unassuming with a couple of his friends. I think he's 16. He was just like chilling. He wasn't drinking because you can't. 16. Legally. I know there's people going, oh, I drink when I'm 16. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, so coming off the heels of Arse Face, I saw Bruce Wayne. That's what you did. But not Bruce Wayne, I'm Batman. Yeah. This is more like Bruce Wayne, I'm not Batman yet. <laughs> I'm 16. So on the show Gotham... Uh, David Mazuz. It is pronounced David, not David. David? Yes. Okay. Yes. And I went up to him and I, I said, hey, David, how you doing? And he was like, huh, what? What? Like, like, you know me? What? Yeah, because it was all about the Jokers. He was like, he was thrown. He's like, what? You, you, you know who I am? Oh, that's amazing. Sorry, I just hit a button. Sorry about that button. <laughs> Couldn't have been nicer. Talked about the show. Did you get how- a picture with him? Did get a- In fact, 
We have a mutual friend, mm. a good friend of ours. Uh, you know who he is, record label. Told you who. Turn the mics off for a second. Okay. Right. Used to uh, be very friendly with his mom. Oh, okay. And he's still friendly with his mom. Yes, 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 So yes. when I said, I know that person, he was like, oh my God, you and I have to take a picture. I got to send him a picture. So he got he took his camera. Oh, wow. And had, and had uh, uh, a picture taken of us with his camera. And then he sent it to our mutual friend, mm-hmm. who then texted me, oh my God, what are you doing there? <laughs> so uh, shout out to uh, David Mazouz. We, again, we should have gotten an ID from him. We did not. You no, know, and shout out to Ian Coletti. Damn, I wish we got an ID. So I blame you. I didn't. Uh, I, think, I wasn't thinking straight. We've been talking for 20 minutes now. Oh my we God, we have anything. to get to the episode. Gotta get, well, we got to get to the news. All right, Walking Dead news. Yeah. All right, so let's get to. Uh... All right, so David Newman. Daniel. Daniel Newman. Sorry, David Newman was my dentist. Ugh. And I, he's dead now, but I feel <laughs> Daniel Newman. Um, <laughs> if you watch the episode, episode four. You need to have been caught up with that because we're going to talk about it. Yeah. As you know, uh, it was Daniel's last episode. Oh. We'll get more into that I later. I was sad. And I tweeted him and I, I you know, oh. I said, hey, you had a good run. Sorry that uh, it, it laid out that way. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he liked the tweet and uh, he, follow him on Twitter at Daniel Newman. He is signing autographs to raise money for charity. Uh, all the information is on his, on his yeah. Twitter page. So. He'll sign things, and then he's selling that off on his website to raise money for various charities for the holiday season. So, good on you. Um, good on you. <laughs> uh, Alvaro from The Walking Dead, um, who who was the guy, we'll get to this also, he's the first guy that helped King Ezekiel up. Yeah. And... Uh, kind of helped him walk. Helped him walk. Didn't end well for him. Jeffrey Dahmer uh, killed him. Spoiler. That kid. Turns out... Uh, Alvaro's real name is Carlos Navarro, and he does a morning show outside Orlando, a rock morning show on 1041. He's on the Monsters Morning Show. This is crazy. For iHeartRadio. He works for our company. Yeah, and he's on Walking Dead. So my crazy. friend my friend Eric uh, from uh, the Opie Show, formerly of the Opie Show on Sirius Satellite, who filled in for you twice on this podcast, oh, Eric. he says to me, I, I interviewed him. I have his information. I said, well, he works for my company. I probably do. He goes, I'll give you his private email address. Awesome. I said, oh, great. Great, yeah, the one he uses for setting up interviews. Yeah. So I said, do me a favor. I don't want to email him out of nowhere. Email him and tell him that I'm going to reach out to him. Love to have him on today's podcast since we just saw his last episode as well. Yeah. And get, yeah. Some, get some insight. So he emails him and he, he texts me like 10 minutes later. He goes, he's so excited. Absolutely hit him up. He's ready. So I hit him up yesterday, which is Tuesday. This is Wednesday as we're recording yeah. this. Did not hear from him Tuesday. So I thought, okay. He'll check his work email because he's on a morning show. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and he knows I'm emailing. So I emailed him to his work email account, figuring this morning he'd see he it. He would see it. Nope, nothing. Hmm. So I'm going to, right here, live, 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 live as we're recording this, live to tape. <laughs> as they say on like late night talk shows, live to tape. Let me check the email and see if he's gotten back to us yet. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, here it is. Oh, he did? Uh, can't do today. What about Thursday or Friday? I do my show until 11. Uh, I'll get back to him. So um, what we'll do is maybe we'll do a um, a special episode Thursday or Friday if we can. Yeah. We'll tape a second. We'll just do a quick interview with him um, if that works okay. Does that sound good? Yeah, sounds good to me. I'm excited. Okay. I can't believe he works with us technically. He works for our company. Yeah. Who knew? 
I didn't know. I'm saying that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's yeah. what I'm saying. Okay. Check out skybound.com slash the dash walking dash dead. I'm sure if you just search for skybound and look for a link on there for the walking dead, I bookmark it to the walking dead page. That's how I roll. That's how you roll. Anyway, one of the cool things they do other than having news articles is they do a side by side comparison. Oh, this website. Yeah. Yeah. I've sent you that, right? Yep. Oh, Where yeah. they show you the scenes from the TV show and the comic and then the comic and how it lines up. And so the way that this episode lines up, this episode, by the way, was taken directly from from issue 118 okay. of the comics. And it shows you how almost identically it lines up. Except when Shiva got Shivaed, um, oh. Ezekiel was alone. Okay. Remember, in the comics, at this point, Carol's long dead yeah. and Jerry doesn't exist. Yeah. So he was alone. But other than that, it's, it's pretty damn close yeah. to what happened. And as I told you, um, the scene with Daniel, where he yes. picks him up by his head and he holds him, that's Richard in the comics. Yeah. But Richard died earlier on the TV show. Yes. So they just used Daniel. Oh, spoiler. But Daniel. at least he had like a death where... And he got to be a walker. Yeah. Uh, we're jumping ahead. Okay. Uh, let's see. First scene from The Walking Dead, episode five, is a flashback. It's online. We'll tweet that out at some point Wednesday night. Uh, you watched it a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, so the episode is The Big Scary You. And uh, it says it was released to AMC subscribers. Now, I'm not an AMC subscriber, but I guess I should be. I get the emails. I don't but somebody know. took the video and filmed it, yeah, it and was, then posted the, yes. the, the, the the cell phone video, I guess, so you can watch it. So, not giving anything away, but the first three minutes of the episode Sunday, if you want to watch the video, you can. If you don't want to watch the video, I won't tell you too much about it. Other than it's a flashback of Father Gabriel uh, praying and asking God for something specific. And then it's a flashback of Gregory, and it's the morning of the attack where he comes out and says, put your weapons down, we need to work together. It's what happened before that. Yeah. So it's a little bit of, oh, that oh that makes sense. Uh, the Walking Dead ratings went up, episode four. Yay. Not a lot, but um, they went from a 3.8 uh, from episode three to a 3.9. And what's the highest? Well, it's based on percentage of 100. Oh. Hello. Oh, that's it? That's low. Well, that's that's the available audience of every single 18 to 49 year old. Oh, okay. And all the shows they can watch. Mm. That's a that's a that's yeah. a good rating. Okay. It's 3.9% is what that is of the available viewing audience. Okay. At that time. You didn't know that. See, I, I hope somebody I else learned, I learned I hope something. some other people learned that. That's there you go. Okay. Uh Chandler Riggs, a lot of rumors the past week and a half mm. that um Coral is gonna die. Now I don't Thoughts? know. I don't know anything. Well, I no, I don't think he's gonna die. I don't think so either. Okay, so uh, he tweeted something, and I'm gonna tell you in a minute. The reason that that that's a rumor. Number one is he hasn't been on the show. Number two, his contract allegedly was up, and he's graduating high school or whatever. And he's not whatever. going anywhere. Allegedly, okay. Allegedly, now it, listen. There's always a death at the midseason finale or in the first episode back. They usually end on a death, right? Mm-hmm. Season finale, there's usually a death of some kind. There's an internet rumor, which I, no spoilers here, don't worry, that there's a major death in episode eight. However, it's been released by people who are in the know. Who dies? Is it who you told me? I don't remember who I told you. I don't remember. Should I turn the mics off? Hold yeah. on, hold on, hold on. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it is or it isn't. I really hope it's not. Again. I can't handle it. 
Okay. Really well, eventually, a lot of people. I know, know, and I love that character. Okay. I'm not specifying he or she. Okay. Okay. For the record, it's not Daryl because everyone no, knows you no. love Daryl. It's not Daryl. I'm not talking about Daryl. Daryl dies. We riot. Yeah. Okay. Or ugly cry. So Chandler Riggs tweeted out, um, "LMAO, y'all think I'm getting killed off every year," and then attached a link. To a 2004 story he was getting killed, huh. 2015, 16, well. 17, each year the theory that they that somebody heard he's going to die. Oh now, it's brilliant if he is, but I don't believe it is. People are saying that's why Rick is crying in the flash forward scene in episode one. I, I don't, don't believe think it. they're going to get rid of Carl. Coral. Coral. People think Judy dies because now Gracie's the, the baby, because we still don't know who the baby is in Gracie's the future. Gracie's the new Judy. We don't know yet. Now, wasn't Carl in that flash forward scene? Yeah. He looked the same. Yeah. But again, we don't know if that's the actual future or what he imagines the future yeah, to be. Yeah, we, we, we don't know yet. Right. All right. Uh, Sydney Park, who plays Cindy from the Oceanside, teased the return of the Oceanside at Walker Stalker Con in Atlanta. Um, audiences were saying, asking her if Oceanside will be back this season. She said, hey, it's a crazy season. I think people are going to really, really love it. So guys, hang in there. It's going to be a crazy ride and look out for Oceanside. Well, if they, you watch Talking Dead. Right. Well, I was going to say that. On Talking Dead, Robbie Kirkman confirmed we would see the Oceanside again. Yes. Now, they, uh, they have no weapons, last we saw. No. Unless they have a private stash that was private, another stash of who knows. Well, who knows what they have. But they definitely want revenge for all their men being killed. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it would be ironic. Well, not ironic, but weird. If they show up to kill saviors, and then it's like, oh, that's not them. What do you mean? Well, whoever the savior, they claim to be the saviors, but the sa- they claim that the saviors killed all the men and left the women. Yeah. But that isn't what the saviors do. No. Unless it was a rogue band of saviors. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like, what if they're like, they said they were the saviors, but there's some like cheap knockoff group? <laughs> knockoff group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Jadis, actress Pollyanna McIntosh, says fans should expect to cry this season. No, we already cried. She says they can expect an explosive season. They can expect to cry, she said to the Huffington Post. As ever, oh. someone's going to die. So their heartstrings will be pulled as always. But hopefully the enjoyment, the excitement, and war element of the show this season, they will not be disappointed. We've been leading up to this for a while, and season seven was thoughtful and brilliant, but we're ready for war now. Hmm. Well, I don't know when this interview is done. It could have been done before this week, because we saw a lot of, pe- lot of people and things die. I want to talk about your mother ruining the show for you. Oh, my God, At Mom. the end of the review. At the end okay. of the episode review. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what happened talk about there. That. Okay, Fear the Walking Dead. I've got news and I've got, oh, man, news. Really? Yeah. I can't really give you a lot of details on that, but I'll tell you a little okay. bit. Okay. Uh, TV actor and longtime Walking Dead fan, Garrett Dillahunt. Dillahunt? Mm-hmm. Uh, you might know him from the Mindy Project, Raising Hope. He's currently on the X-Men series, The Gifted, and he was on Deadwood, which, by the way, everyone on Fear the Walking Dead at some point was on Deadwood. Yes. Um, Jeremiah, Otto, yeah, Madison. Madison, and I think there was somebody else where she said, oh, yeah, he was on Deadwood. Yeah. I think one of the other Otto kids. Uh, Jake, right? No. I don't know. Whatever. A lot of people are on Deadwood. Leave it at that. Maybe Gray Eyes, Michael Gray Eyes. Somebody. 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 Take my word for it. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so uh, he's been added to the show full time. Apparently, according to this article I read, he auditioned and tried very hard to be Negan and didn't get the part. Hmm. So they're already casting people for next season. Wow. Here's where it's an oh wow for me. I have a friend who's an actor. Been on a lot of TV shows. Um, he's been one of the stars of a show that lasted three quarters of a season on ABC. He was uh, on Blue Bloods. Yes. I, can't, I don't say too much. 
been on a lot of shows. Okay. He was in uh, a superhero film. You know, this isn't like a tweet me if you figure it out. I just don't <laughs> want to say give too much. Okay. Anyway, he's in my fantasy football league. I've known him for a decade, maybe more. He's a singer and an actor. He's done a lot of song parodies for me. Great guy. Anyway, he got cast. He's going to be on Fear the Walking Dead next season. What? So I... I uh, can he... You know how these people are. Help you the podcast out? Yeah. So you know they can't talk about anything. Oh. But when, when I guess, the show airs and he can talk about something, mm. we'll, well, I'll try to get him on. Maybe he can get us on the set. Yo, they film in Mexico, right? Well, road or, or trip. Houston. Road trip. They'll probably go to Houston soon. Plane trip. Some... <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. I'm sure they're very secretive about all that, but... I, I found out yesterday. That is really cool. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. So uh, I'll give you all the details when it's safe to give you details. Oh, okay. But I'm excited because he's in, he's in my fantasy football league. We have an in. We have an in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway, so congrats to him. Yeah. I'll give you a hint. It's him. Okay. Yeah, okay. I figured. All right, let's talk about... I got to do it again. What? I'm sorry. I got to do it again. Hey, it's Chris Hardwick. I host Talking Dead and Talking Preacher and Talking and Talking Talking and Talking Things. And you're listening to Walkers and Talkers, the only talking show I don't host. With David Brody and Jamie. Thanks, Chris. Side note, good thing he recorded that last week because did you watch him on Talking Dead Sunday? He had a wicked cold from going back and forth from New York to and LA. And he had the same beard. He didn't shave from yeah, when we saw Yeah, and he sounded really congested. And I thought he was going to say, but I was at Carolines and shout out to Brody and Jamie, but he didn't do that. I was waiting for that. Yeah, I, you know what? When he sat up in his chair, he like straightened himself out. That was his sign to us. That was his way of like acknowledging. <laughs> like, hey guys. Hey, Brody and Jamie. You know, <laughs> love the podcast. All right. Anyway, so one thing I, that we didn't mention: someone in the audience, he did like a, you know, like some comics do. He talks. Hey, what do you do for a living? Yeah, talks yeah. To oh, this. <laughs> so one girl said, uh, "Okay." After she spoke to him and, and told about a job when she works, she was funny. She says, uh, "You got to give out the phone number." Oh, yes. She made him say 1-800-DEAD-LIVE, right? He's like, 855-DEAD-LIVE. And dead he live. like put his hand to his face dead, and he said, dead like, live. fans get really upset if he doesn't do that. Right. If he doesn't put his hand up and say it in the same voice, yeah. they're like, hey, you didn't do it. He's like, I just didn't do it one time. He's like, I got hate mail. Listeners are like that. <laughs> yeah. If if you do something all the time and you don't do it, like on, on our show, Garrett um, does the sound section. He comes in with sound clips from TV shows. Mm-hmm. And for absolutely no reason, Elvis will say, Garrett, you're a good American. There's no reason. He didn't serve in, in the military. <laughs> he's 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 doesn't wear red, white, and blue all the time. He's not he's just a good kid. So he's like, Oh, you're a good American. Like, yeah. Hey, yeah, hey man, you're a good guy. Like how we say we'll shut that shit down. That's yeah, how just, we end. Right. So we if, got, if we didn't say it. If there's one episode where like there's a guest in studio and he gets distracted and Elvis will go, Oh, thanks, Garrett, and then turns his attention, we go, Is he no longer a good American? What do you what do you do? <laughs> People he expect it. He didn't do anything. Right. People expect it. They expect the same thing all the time. Yeah, they right. want it. And I'm like that too. There are shows I listen to for the people. For the people. Let's talk about episode four, Some Guy. Okay. Some Guy we found out referred to Ezekiel because uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, his name is Gunther, by the way. They said on the walk. This is, by the way, like two weeks ago, the guy that Daryl shot in the head, his Mm -hmm. name was Todd. Yeah. We didn't know until the in memoriam. Yeah. That his name was Todd. Yeah. They don't give the names. Yeah, because I'm like, how do they know his name was Gunther? I was right, like, because on the script his name was Gunther, so Kirkman but we was didn't like, know. name was Gunther. We didn't know. They didn't know. He did look like a young Dahmer, though. He did. All right, so the the uh, the show opens up. It's a flashback to King Ezekiel shaving, getting ready that morning to get everybody together and go fight. He looked pretty good without a shirt, I'll say. All right, calm down there. Calm <laughs> down. Uh, 
they showed the kingdom members saying goodbye to their families, playing with their kids, which was clearly to make us care even more. Yeah. Like the woman that put the flower in her armband. Yes, that's just what I was going to say. You see her later dead, like her arms laying there. With her flowers Wasn't it like that was one of the arms just laying there, right? Yeah. Like they blew her arm off. Yeah. Yeah. So they wanted you to like not just, it's not just a bunch of people in in armor. By the way, someone's got to go back and get all that armor, right? Like all that kingdom armor. Yeah, all the guns and the armor laying around. Yeah, that's a lot of weapons. I would go back. I mean, I don't know who goes back because now nobody's there anymore, well, but someone's got to go back. Turn into Walker, so. Yeah, we'll get to that. All right, so King Ezekiel sees a little boy, calls him Master Henry, and he says, you'll be brave because you are brave. And I thought, oh, we're going to see Master Henry again. Oh. So much foreshadowing. That wasn't Ben's brother, was it? I don't remember. If ben had a brother, maybe. Ben, I don't know. Ben had a little brother. Did he? Yeah. Well, then that's Henry. Okay, okay gotta, then it's got to be. Uh, he gives him a great pump him up speech. Um, he says, we will meet men who are there by circumstance, some who are evil killers. We shall end them all. We will spill blood, but still I smile. You trust the king. We will win. We are one. We are one. And, and they all form a crowd. And still he smiles. They all get around him like a big football huddle. Yeah. He's a leader. At least he's acting like a leader, which is really what the episode's about. Um, and then it cuts to present day, a same overhead shot of the crowd, but now it's them surrounding him and his body and there's just dead bodies everywhere. Mm. And there's a massive pile of everyone that jumped on him to protect the king. Yeah. And he crawls out from the pile because they protected him. Yeah. Good thing he crawled out because all those people turned into walkers eventually. Yes. I mean, a couple of them probably got shot in the head, but the ones that didn't turned into walkers. He goes over to Daniel. Daniel's dead. Oh, oh Daniel. Man. There's like 30 dead bodies there. I mean, there ho- however a, many there it were. It was a lot. It was a lot of them. Almost everybody. And then they start turning into uh, yeah. into walkers. So, um, and then King Ezekiel, I guess I guess he was shot in the leg, but his leg was very injured. He couldn't really walk at all. Or when he tried to, he kept falling down. Yeah. He couldn't get up. He got shot in the ankle. Yeah. So, um, did you notice one of the walkers had one arm? Yeah, a few of them were missing yeah. parts. So, I don't think that was CG. Remember a, a couple of, uh, episodes, maybe seven, eight episodes ago, we talked about how The Walking Dead held a casting call for people that were deformed in some yes, way. Yes, you did. Or extra flexible. Yeah. So, I think that that's possibly oh. um, what we saw. That could be. Yeah. That's what I'm going with. That Those are the people. That they legitimately didn't have... Arms. Arms or a leg or whatever. Daniel almost gets Ezekiel. He's crawling backwards on the ground. He talked about shooting that scene like a hundred times. And he had asphalt ass. Or gravel ass. Gravel ass. And his ass was raw. His ass was raw. (laughs) Yeah. From doing that scene over and over again. He's surrounded. He can't get up. There's no sign of Jerry dead, but that's good. So there's no Jerry Walker at that point. And no no Carol. Like she was. Well, she said, I'm going to go check the buildings by herself. Why wouldn't you take a couple people with you? If you thought there might be someone in the building. I was freaking out that she was going to be gone. I was like, no, don't. Take it a Hell no, do not kill Carol. And so what we learn is the people with the 50 caliber gun who managed to shoot every single person except King Ezekiel. I mean, that's the aim. I mean, he had a pile on. Yeah. But those bullets probably would have gone through people. People had like chunks missing out of them. It's those. a powerful. It was, I mean, it was. Anyway, Ezekiel's picking up guns. They're out of bullets. They're not working, which is weird because they didn't really, they fire a lot of them. Yeah. But they, they killed, here's the thing. They just killed a bunch of saviors, right, when they took over that field? Yeah. 
but the guy was the guy in the in the building in the window not ready yet? Why did they let them all be killed? And if they knew they were coming, why did they have those guys walk out and be killed? I don't know. And why were they up there unless they knew they were coming? That's the part I didn't understand. Yeah. It wasn't like they just happened to be walking through a field. Yeah. They just wiped out that outpost. Yeah, that whole group. So that's the thing I'm going to question a little bit. Quarter bullshit. Quarter bullshit. Um, let's see. Oh, so uh, upstairs in the building, the saviors are packing up the 50 caliber gun. They're leaving. We saw that in the teaser video. Carol's there hiding. Um, and then uh, she's in a room and she hears them coming. So she she disappears. We don't see where she is. The four the uh, four saviors walk in the room. They're carrying the uh, the two fifty caliber guns. Some big fat guys like talking to them about what just happened. And all of a sudden, yeah. And you don't know where quite right. where it's coming from. And it reminded me of when Carol had the gun in her sleeve and she yes. killed those guys on the road in that the pickup awesome. truck. She killed everybody from the from the ceiling. How she got up there? Because um, then you see her remove a tile and jump down. So how she got up there? She's Carol. Carol. We're just going to put that under its TV writing and it's she's Carol. Badass. She's badass. Yeah, she's badass. Let's see. Um, so she drops the rifle when she climbs down the steps. Mm-hmm. And then she hears people coming and she runs. So now the rifle's back on the floor. I thought she picked it up. No. Oh. I didn't see that. Oh. She only had the handgun. So then she, she's got... Uh, Outside, she has the rifle, though. Maybe she. Well, she Behind shot those guys. Jeep. She shot yeah. those guys in the head with with the handgun. Yeah. The guys that are on the floor. Yes. Right. She killed them so they wouldn't yeah. turn into walkers. Yeah. But then more guys came and she ran. She did not pick up the rifle. Okay. So either she had another rifle. I was say she got somewhere. She got a rifle somewhere. Maybe she picked up a rifle off the dead guy on the ground. Probably. All right. Otherwise, I'm calling eighth of a bullshit. Yeah. So Alvaro, who now wants to interview with us on Thursday and Friday. <laughs> And the king come up face-to-face with a ton of walkers. Alvaro is talking to the king, and in mid-sentence, gets shot in the back. Oh. And he's killed. That was bad. By uh, Gunther. And he takes uh, the king hostage. He takes the king's blade away and he's says... He's this wimpy, pale kid, and he just dominated Ezekiel. Yeah. Well, he's limping, and he just shot the other guy, and he has a gun. <sighs> so he says, we're going to the sanctuary. So... We still know where Jerry is at this point. I'm like, where's Jerry? Jerry, the savior and the and the uh, and the King Ezekiel are limping, and the walkers are catching up to them. Now this guy Gunther starts taunting King Ezekiel, telling him he's a fake king. He was just from a, he's a circus performer. That's bad. Um, you got all those people killed. He goes, but they're still following you, which was a joke that the walkers were following him. He's like, even dead. Look at they're still following him. Yeah. Like, oh man. Oh, look at you! How clever you are. Uh huh. So I don't know how he knows all that. Probably because Negan gave him some background or something. I Wait, don't how know. would Negan know that? I don't know. King Ezekiel only told a few people. So here's here's what I'm thinking. We talked about this last week. That there's a spy. Oh, we did talk about this. Because Jeffrey got there, and in the scene you're going to see on YouTube to, when you when you give out the link later, they already knew that there was an attack coming. Yeah. Somebody tipped them off. So is somebody from the kingdom? Maybe that doesn't want to fight or doesn't want to die, tipping them off, saying, "Well, now they're dead." <laughs> hey, King Ezekiel's not a real king; oh, he's a kingdom. fraud, yeah. and uh, he's not a leader. And I'm trying to think who's not there. Diane's not there. The bow and arrow girl. 
Well, she was with Morgan and Jesus and all them. Right, but did she end up there on her own? Did she plan to be with them and not be ambushed? Hmm. I don't know. Somebody's telling them some stuff. Uh, I mean, unless Dwight's playing both sides, but Dwight doesn't know... Dwight doesn't know that King Ezekiel's a fraud. Somebody's... Something's going on. How does on. this low-level piece of crap, who's never been to the kingdom... Know all this. Right. So that, I think we're going to have to find that out. Yeah. Anyway. Low-level piece of crap. He's a low-level piece of crap. <laughs> he says, without your tiger, you're just a meaningless con man in a costume. Which is a little bit of foreshadowing, because... Carol attacks the saviors from behind a truck as, as they're loading the gun on uh, like a Jeep type truck. She's outnumbered like five to one. Cut back to uh, Ezekiel. He steals his, his knife back. He stabs the savior in the, in the gut a little bit, kind of cuts him in the belly. And uh, the savior knocks him to the ground, takes the blood from his belly and puts it on Ezekiel's face like war paint. Mm. Like he's an actor, like you're a clown yeah. kind of thing. They hobble over to the fence and the fence is locked. It's got a chain and a, link, and a lock on it. The, uh, the Savior takes Ezekiel's coat off, throws it over the barbed wire like he's going to climb over it himself. And um, he throws Negan to the ground. He tells him Negan was hoping to put Rick, the widow, and the king on the walker wall. He says, but if I can't get you over this fence, because the walkers are like 15 feet away. They're, that was a whole thing the whole time. They're like right there. Right. So and they're Negan, not moving fast. So we've talked about this. The Rick, the Widow, and the King is the episode number six. Yes, two weeks from now. Up. And it's about the three of them, and he wants to put them as an example to others on the wall and, and have them as walkers chained to the fence. So he says to Ezekiel, he implies, if I can't get you there, maybe I'll just cut your head off. And put him on a On a pike. pike on a pike. Yeah, yeah. On a pike. Now, uh, I'm going to put a little asterisk right there. Okay. Okay? Okay. All right. Uh, out of nowhere, Jerry comes and splits him in half with his double That was awesome! Yeah, cuts the guy in half. Wasn't there another scene somewhere where we saw the inside coming apart like that? I feel like that's not the first time we've seen that. Split in half like yeah. that? I don't recall. We've seen it somewhere. I'll figure it out. Well, the walker that was trying to get through the truck opening in the uh, in the crater... From Alexandria, he ripped open, trying I to get through. I feel like we saw the inside of somebody. Well, when um, Deanna's other son was eaten in the, in the factory, they ripped his insides out. Yeah. But you're saying cut in half I'm like that? I'm saying like, yeah, with the, something like a machete or a pickaxe, not a pickaxe, but a... I'll, I'll have to look it Spencer up. Had, I know Spencer had seen, his gut cut open. No, but it was like an inside view of like splitting somebody. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um... So Carol, back to Carol, she's outnumbered five to one. She offers to tell them where the others are if they let her go. Oh, let me go, and I'll tell you where everybody is. She's playing the the helpless card. <laughs> I love when she does she that. She gives up at gunpoint. She turns her back, um, and she tricks Joey, I guess, another Joey, and gets uh, gets him at knife point, and she has the knife to his head. Yeah. And uh, Joey begs Yago, who's the guy in the beard, yeah. don't shoot me. These guys are dirtbags. Yago says, Joey just pooched it. Light him up. And so she she shoves Joey away and they shoot Joey, which I'm not sure why they did that since she shoved him away, but all right. Carol drops behind the truck and she hits the button that somehow she knew opened the fence across the parking lot. Maybe a smidge bullshit. Where the walkers were, that the fence would open up. They didn't hear the fence open up because they're shooting guns at her. 
The walkers come and eat the two guys by the fence. Yeah. All right. Um, back to Jerry. He kills two walkers and calls the king your majesty. And uh, Ezekiel says, you don't need to call me that. You don't need to call me that anymore. Because now he doesn't feel like a king anymore. Yeah. And Jerry says, dude, yeah, I do. Like, total respect. Yeah. Total respect for the king. So Jerry can't open the fence. He can't, he can't, he's trying to chop at the, um. I knew he wasn't going to get through that, that chain link. Yeah, he couldn't, he couldn't get through it, which is weird. And so he's chopping at it with his axe. He can't get through it. Broke the axe. Broke the axe, like trying to like wedge it. He couldn't trying do to, it. Like, yeah. So the axe is gone. I feel bad for the axe. Oh, his old battle axe. Battle axe. Jerry thanks him. He says, thanks, man. Thanks. And he says, for what? He goes, for being such a cool dude. <laughs> Much love. Yeah. So now Carol's got two saviors left. She tries to get them to give up. And then she sees Jerry and King Ezekiel at the fence. So somehow Carol's on the other side of the fence. They can't get over. Yeah. So... She has to make a decision now, the two guys with the big gun, the big guns on the truck, or help them. Uh, Well, we knew what she was going to do. So now we have a flashback. Carol and the king talking about going to battle. This is, I guess, at some point, maybe a week earlier. And she says, have you ever fought before? And he says, I'm ready to become what I must. Meaning, I may not be a leader and a warrior, but I'm going to act like one. And she says, become. And he says, I'll will myself to be what I need to be. I decided to be who I am today. He asks Carol if she was always this way or if she decided. She says, yes, but life decided some things too. I really like this scene. I thought it was a great scene. Because he, he's like, I'm not a fighter, but I'm, I gotta be for my people. And then you think about to when Carol had a shaved head and her husband beat her and like where she is now. Like she chose to be this right. now. But life made her that way. She had to. She had to survive. Her kid yeah. was dead. Her husband was dead. He beat her. Um, anyway, Carol decides to save them as the truck drives off with the weapons. She shoots the walkers. I missed something. I'll go back and watch it. She had the keys to the fence. Yeah, she grabbed him off uh, the guy that died, Joey. Oh, he had the keys? Yeah, she grabbed him, went off his body. Okay. He was laying there in the parking lot, and she grabbed him off. Okay, thank you. I saw that part. Thank you. All right, I missed it. Again, she grabbed the one guy with the keys. Well, well, it was one of three of them out there. Yeah, yeah, maybe they all had keys. Let's go with that. Anyway, uh, she, she saves them. She gets them on the other side of the fence. And they're like, you have to stop the guns. And then you hear Daryl and Rick drive by, vroom, the motorcycle. Oh, my the, God. This scene is freaking awesome. And they just have that look on their face like, uh, the guns aren't going anywhere. Uh, so they're ch- this is the scene that was in the trailer. Uh, they somehow catch up to the truck. Rick's in a Jeep. Daryl's on his motorcycle. The tailgate of the truck drops, and the guy with the machine gun starts firing at Daryl, who slides off the road. The guy in the, in the, um, in the truck is a terrible shot. Because he missed Daryl. He had the element of surprise. He had the, this giant thing, too. Like, hey, you don't yeah. miss with that. Somehow, these are the guys that shot every single <laughs> kingdom. Yeah, and now they miss Daryl. Right now they're shooting face. at Rick's truck. <laughs> and they shoot at the radiator of the Jeep. And some smoke comes out, but that's it. Yeah. He doesn't shoot the windshield. He doesn't shoot at Rick. Somehow, the engine's not damaged by this high-powered weapon. Well, they hit something like the radiator or something because it was Yeah, some steam came out, but, that's but that, it. that thing ripped people apart. It would have destroyed the engine. <laughs> that's true. So come on now. So then then um, Rick turns the Jeep real quick, and now Daryl's behind him again. Yeah. He had slid off the road. I got up fast, I guess. So he shoots the gunner. Daryl's like, boom. 
Daryl on a motorcycle with a handgun is a better shot than this guy with a 50 caliber <laughs> machine gun. Anyway, they talked on The Walking Dead about how they filmed that scene over and over again. That was very funny. And every time they did it, Rick slowed down before he swerved, and Daryl kept almost hitting him in the back. Daryl's Norman Reedus was yeah. like, I almost smashed into the back. And, and I kept saying, stop slowing down. He's like, times. I'm not slowing down. He's like, yes, you are. <laughs> so I thought that was a pretty good scene. Uh, Rick jumps into the Savior vehicle, a la every car chase ever. He stabs him, throws him out of the Jeep. The Jeep goes off the road and crashes. Okay? Yes. Um, let's see. Now they have no way to transport the guns. So he co- that whole thing rolled down the hill. and that Yeah, is- he's like, we got the guns. And Daryl's like, we got nothing. <laughs> so they, they, he, uh, he goes, we didn't get shit, Daryl says. So Carol, Jerry, and the king get up, and they're following the railroad tracks. Have we learned nothing? Never follow the railroad <laughs> No, that's danger. Never follow do the that. railroad tracks. So they get to um, a stream, and it's big chemical jugs. Oh, yeah. We saw more of those acid walkers. The acid walkers and the, whatever the chemical was that was eating away their skin. Yeah, when they stabbed them in the head, like, yeah, it was yellow gross. liquid came out. So they have to cross this river, because yeah. if they don't, all the kingdom walkers are behind them. Yeah. So they have to cross it. King Ezekiel could barely walk. Yeah. They get down halfway. They fight off some of these awful walkers, and they're, they're outnumbered. King Ezekiel can't get up that little hill. And Jerry can lift him, but he can't lift him because he's fighting off the walkers. Yeah. And Carol can't pull him up because he's a big king. Yeah. And so out of nowhere, Shiva comes, jumps in, starts throw, throws the first. She throws the first walker, bites him, and then throws, throws him with her, her head. away. You're like, oh wow, Shiva's gonna wipe them out. But again, if you read episode 118, you know that she's not. Same exact thing happened in the comics. She fights them off until they surround her and they kill her and eat her. Just like Buttons the Horse in Season 4. And just like Rick's Horse in Season 1. Horrible. And just like the CGI deer. Sad. In Season 6, maybe, or whatever it was. Mm. Seven. Seven. Yeah. I don't like when they surround the animals I have to and say, eat them alive. CGI Shiva was more upsetting. It was. Than when some of the humans died. So they get Ezekiel up the hill. Shiva's dead. And Kari Payne did a great job. He, he really applauded. Like, he was so good. The pain on his face. Oh, my God. You could, I mean, his world was coming to an end. That was, yeah, it was so, really awful. So, let's cut to the ending. They get back to the kingdom. It's just the three of them, Jerry, Carol, and, and Ezekiel. The gates open, they walk in. Oh, man. Little Henry's like, what? where is everybody? The kid who gave his mom the flowers. Everybody gone. Oh, so that, like, no one's left. So, like, 20 people left who come, like, to welcome their family home. Horrible. And he just, he has nothing to say to them. He just kept walking. He like, just, he didn't even know what he to do. He limps away a beaten man. Yeah. And, uh... That's sort of how it ended. Yeah. So, although I knew from the comics what was going to happen, it's just sad. Yeah. Like, I wish it was one of those things they changed. Like, don't don't make the kingdom. I, it serves a purpose in, in character development for Ezekiel. For sure. But in the comics, it's one thing. It's just ink. And you're like, oh, ink died. This was... Uh... This was tragic. And it, they made it sadder and just worse. And then you heard him make, like, little moan sounds and, like, oh. This is the most upbeat man on the planet. And oh, this broke him. I See, I said it last week or the week before. I said, you know, it was a foreshadowing when he said, not one. We, we didn't lose one. Look, yeah, he was like a kid. He's like, we didn't lose anybody. Yeah. Yay. Uh, and there's everybody. Now. And uh, Shiva. And Shiva. I mean, everyone. Just, it's got nothing. It's all got the, Carol all and the, Jerry. That was it. The three of them. And Jerry has no axe. He lost his battle axe. Now, because Jerry's not in the comics, he needs to live forever. I do not want to see an episode where there's no more Jerry. Well, again, I think we talked about a couple podcasts back when Chris Harwick said to us, Scott Gimple, he's mm-hmm. like, I swear to God, if you kill Jerry, I will punch you in the neck. Right. <laughs> now, for comic book fans, 
I'll reference it now at the end of the podcast. It's not a spoiler. I mean, you can tweet at me if you want, or you can tweet at walkers underscore talkers or whatever. Um, you guys picked up on it. There was something said to Ezekiel that is a foreshadowing of something that happens to Ezekiel down the road in the comics. An interesting thing. Okay. So they said somebody said something in this episode that is a, clearly a foreshadowing. Now, whether or not it happens exactly the way it was foreshadowed to happen in the comics, Uh-oh. they could always change it. Yeah. Right? But it was like, let's say somebody said to him, Ezekiel, you're going to have egg on your face someday. And then in the comics, he had egg on his face. <laughs> okay. Okay? We don't know if he'll have egg on his face Yeah. on the TV show the way he had egg on his face. In the comics. In the comics. Yes. But if you're, if you're a comic book fan, you immediately heard that line and went, oh, shoot. I'm blanking now what line... You don't have to know. I'm not going to tell you. Just I, Oh, no. You're not even I'll tell, tell you when the mics are off. All right. Okay. Holy shit. Holy shit. Okay, so shush. Okay, all right, all right. If you know, you know, and if you don't know, you don't want to know. I, no, I'm not saying anything. Right. So I'm hoping it was one of those Easter eggs that you go, all right, and then it doesn't happen. Okay, yeah. Because I don't want more egg on his face. Yeah. He's already had a bad, bad episode. <laughs> no egg on his face. All right. Uh, scenes for next week. We've got, uh, let's see, Gavin talking in a room with the other lieutenants from yep. the sanctuary. And he says, someone's a traitor. And then they make you look, they make you think he's looking at um, Dwight. But I think he's probably not. It kind of, well, it did look like he was looking at Dwight. Now, we don't know how many lieutenants there are because apparently Marrow is a lieutenant and she's dead. Yeah. So were there other lieutenants? So far we know there's Simon, Gavin, and Dwight. There's, there's, I'm sure there's some more we don't know about. Right, and I don't, right. So there might be one more, but they yeah. could be dead. We don't know. They, yeah. Because so, uh, Ezekiel wiped out a couple of the uh, places. They wiped out the satellite location again. Yeah. But that was Simon's people. Yeah. So we don't know how many lieutenants there are. But if there's only three, narrow it down, it might be one of them. And they might think it's Dwight for some reason. Yeah, they might. But Dwight proved his loyalty by ratting the doctor out. True. But they threw him in the fire. Oof. Yeah. So I don't know. All right. So Talking Dead... Was Robert Kirkman, Little John, yeah, yeah. Kari <laughs> uh, Payton and Jerry uh, uh, Cooper Andrews were on satellite. Yes. They did the in memoriam, and of course we saw Sheevan. Yeah, and Daniel. And Daniel. I was like, oh, Daniel, he's oh, our buddy. Daniel. I assume by now you've heard the interview. Now, speaking of our interviews, I can track listenership to see how many, who listens to how many, what episodes. So far, our most listened to episode was the red carpet recap. Oh. So I don't know if people listen to it more than once, but that was the one people listened to the okay. most. Okay. We need more people to listen to the Beth Kinney interview. Yes, that was a, actually that was an awesome interview. It was a, it was a good interview. So it, it it's a little bit lower than a typical episode, which says to me, people are like, oh, it's an interview, but it was good. It was fun. It was good. You would, you, you want to hear? It. Whereas the Daniel interview did really well. Yeah, people loved the Daniel interview. So I don't know if maybe because um, Beth uh, Beth's character is gone for so long. Yeah. But speaking of which, tomorrow, which for us is, uh, you know what? We're going to talk to him Friday. Yes. So on Friday. Which is the 16th? 17th. 17th. We're talking to a cast member. We're talking to Alvaro. Yes. Or Alvaro. I think it's Alvaro. Yeah. yeah. Now, Alvaro is the guy who saved King Ezekiel initially. And helped him get up Helped and him walk. get up and then got shot in the, in the back Oof. by uh, Gunther. Yeah. He works for, I think we talked about this already, right? Yeah. He works, but we confirmed it. He, uh, he got back to me on an email while we were recording. There was a second where I was distracted. Yes. He emailed us back. He says, Friday's good. Awesome. So we're going to talk to him on Friday, and we'll do that as a separate episode. We'll just put that up as a bonus for the weekend. Oh, a bonus. So uh, the people... Oh, by the way, I got to look. I want to pull up my phone because I just... Um, I got a tweet, and it was the cutest thing. 
It's from Severin Lynn. Okay. S-E-V-E-R-E-N. Severin. Uh, unusual name. I'm assuming there's a story behind it. Probably. Right? Maybe it's Irish. I, I don't know. Uh, anyway, she sent. She said, uh, me waiting for the newest at Walkers underscore Talkers podcast. Hashtag The Walking Dead. And it's um, it's a it's a little uh, it's a gif, I guess, of the dogs from Lady and the Tramp. Oh, with the little tail. How cute is wagging. that? Is that the cutest? Oh, okay. That's so we like, ha- I saw. I, I told her. I said, adorable. I told her she'll have the podcast soon. Oh, that's so soon, cute. Soon, soon, soon. So, yeah, Severin. She's thanks. excited. She's excited. <laughs> I'm excited that Severin's excited. Okay, so let's get through this. So we get this posted. Okay. Well, yeah. By the time you're hearing this, it's already posted. Uh, so in memoriam was very sad. Uh, let's see. They did a poll. Do you blame King Ezekiel for the death of his subjects? Do you remember the poll? Yep. It was a uh, 95 to five. Yes. Five. 95% said, no, they don't blame King Ezekiel. I agree with that. Now, uh, okay. So the percentage where someone else shot them is not his fault. When you bring your army into an open field and you're cocky and you're not looking around and you have nobody checking the area, that's kind of your fault. Well, that part's kind of his fault. Right. Well, he didn't pull the trigger. No. But, uh... They could have looked a little bit more. Yeah. Well, they were... Mm. Like, Carol went to check the perimeter, but you I, I know you think you killed everybody, but look at look what happened with Daryl and Rick. Yeah. There was that guy behind the tree. Yep. As careful as they were, they didn't see the guy behind the tree. They didn't see Todd. Didn't see Todd. Oh, moment of silence for Todd. All right. He's, okay. he's savior. <laughs> That's no, like no, a no, no half moment, moment. All right. So you say not Ezekiel's fault. Not totally. So partially. Yeah. All right. So quarter, quarter fault. Yeah. Quarter, yeah. I'm going with three quarters. Okay. Quarter on the guy who pulled the trigger. Yes. All right. Uh, Rob, let's see. Uh, Robert Kirkman hinted at a Negan backstory. He said it'll be a nice little nugget in the next episode. Yes. So Sunday. And then he said, go by, here's Negan. Now, next I week's bought. episode is uh, Big Scary You. Mm-hmm. There is a four minute or three minute clip on YouTube, which we'll tweet out. Yeah, I saw that. I sent that to you. Yep. We mentioned that already, but just go check that out. Um, there's people who think Big Scary You. Might be Eugene. Might be short for Eugene. I don't know. Hmm. He might be like actually get back on the show. Hmm. He hasn't been on really no. since the first episode when he was like, oh, he put his hand in his no, he hasn't. on his head. He was right. like, uh oh. I mean, that whole episode, the first episode, none of those guys have been there. No, the, the, the sanctuary people haven't really been on the show. No. So we should get a lot of that, I guess, when we uh, yeah. episode five. Uh, oh, he said there might be some civil warish elements next episode. Now, Civil War the movie was Captain America and Iron Man, two allies that fought each other. This it clearly is an indication that Daryl and uh, Rick. Rick are going to fight this week. Yeah. And we talked about that last week that they might fight. So expect the, Daryl, you need help because you're killing people and that's not what we do. Uh, let's hope Daryl doesn't go to the hilltop. No, Daryl, don't leave. Just, I hope but they again, don't fight too much. We already know that Jared gets out because he takes the, he either cuts the rope with the wood and gets out or he tries to cut the rope, but then they let him out. Yeah. Because they need to fight off whatever, I don't know. Maybe they work out a swap for Gabriel. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, Kirkman talked about uh, Oceanside. He said it'll, it'll be back. He yep. confirmed what Cindy said. Cindy. That we'll see Oceanside again. And he, he was asked, he was asked a question from the audience. Uh, I think it was from the audience. What he likes better on the TV version. Like, what has he liked oh, better? Oh, yeah, this is funny. He said he likes that Rick didn't lose his hand, which is good because he's not going to lose his hand. Yeah. Um, and he likes TV Carol better, yeah. which is good because... He killed Carol, well, like, she, so soon. She killed herself. She was yeah. a horribly upset, suicidal from the, you know, the wife abuse. And she didn't come out of it the way she did on the show. Um, so that's good. They did a poll. Um, Shiva's death. 
84% of the people said they were shattered by it, that they were just distraught. Yeah. What and was I, it? Like 6% were... Proud. 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 <laughs> I guess they were proud of horror for, you know, whatever. <laughs> this guy's funny. Um, ShopTheWalkingDead.com. Have you bought it yet? I kind of want it. Okay, it's a Carol bobblehead. Yeah. With a knife behind her back in one hand. She's got a cute and a plate of on. and a plate of cookies, cookies in the other. And that's your thing. You that's bake Carol's thing. cookies. I do bake her cookies. Right. I actually have that a magnet of her in that cardigan making her cookies on my fridge. How have you not ordered this yet? You ordered uh, the case of wine the minute I, it came yesterday. Did it? I need to pick, take a picture. Right. Yeah. I don't hear you bringing it in and offer me. I like, oh my god, we have it! I'll show you a picture of it. You're a white white wine person. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Why does it gotta be white wine? What, what's that? All right. No, we can <laughs> tell me. I'll I'll send you the blend. No, 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 I'm good. And we'll bring one. In. I'm good. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's fine. I ordered a half a case. I think you know a person. It's all right. Okay. Uh, scenes for next week that were on Talking Dead. In case you missed it, Father Gabriel and Negan. Negan rushes at Gabriel. I guess before that, they were either talking. Yeah. Because it looks a little brighter. Maybe it's uh, earlier in the day or the walkers aren't blocking the window. And he tackles Father Gabriel, takes his knife, I'm sorry, takes his rifle and gun and then points the gun at uh, Gabriel's face. Oh, shit. Like he's going to kill him. First of all, you can't kill him. You need his help to get out of there. Unless you throw his body out the window to distract the walkers. They asked on Talking, they asked Kirkman on Talking Dead, how long have they been in there? And then he made a joke out of it. So how long have they really been in there? A couple hours. That's uh, it? I thought it was like a day at Well, it's got it's got to be because if you think about it, well, listen, here's the thing. They may not show us current. They may go back to only a couple hours later. Oh, all right. You know what I mean? True. In the grand scheme of things, he went in there shortly after they attacked the sanctuary. Yeah. Now, was it the same day that they went and attacked the other outposts? I don't know. I don't know how long they've been in there. I don't think they went and attacked the other outposts immediately because some of those people went back to the hilltop. I feel like they've like been Maggie's in there. Like Maggie's already at back at the hilltop. Yeah. Gregory already got, well, Gregory drove back. I got his, at least a few, it's five, six hours. Yeah, I but I think they're going to bring us back to like maybe 15, 20 minutes like because he rushes them. Yeah. He wouldn't have there. talked to him for an hour. No. Uh, and uh, so uh, Negan rushes the game. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Uh, next week on Talking Dead, Stephen Ogg and Jesus Nice from Jesus and Marrow. They do a uh, late night talk show on Vineland. Okay. Two very funny guys, but they're uh, they're big Walking Dead fans, and uh, Jesus will be on. And I love Stephen Ogg, so. Yeah, well, how do you not? You can't. You've got to love him. He's great. All right, with that said, uh, we have a bonus episode. Make sure you check that out Yay. of uh, Alvaro, whose real name is Carlos Navarro. I think you, you can't spell Alvaro without Carlos Navarro. <laughs> yeah. Check that out. Uh, but he's an iHeart Media DJ, and uh, he was more than happy to talk to us. I wish we had contacted him earlier. What state is he from? Florida. Okay, that's what I thought. I think he's from Maitland, Florida. That's where the office is. I don't know. I think he's out of Orlando. That's just so crazy that we'll he's talk to him about that. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Love it. All right. I eat radio. That's I eat, our. That's I eat our, radio. That's our logo. I, I I have to show him that logo. Bite I'm sure FM. he'll appreciate it. <laughs> Bite FM. There you go. It's time, Jamie. What time is it? For you to share that wine with me. Oh. That's what I think. <laughs> I'll bring some in, I promise. All right, then it's it's the regular okay, time. What then. time is it? It's, it's time, time to, to shut, shut this shit down. down. <laughs>